0: You're listening to Bible Prophecy Daily, a weekday podcast where Bible prophecy matters and matters greatly. This is Bible teacher Nelson Walters. Today we have a very interesting topic. What would make you change your opinion of the end times? Would you ever change it, even if you saw proof right in front of your eyes? We have some very scary poll results today that should make you soberly think about that. Currently, all of us make up our opinions of the end times based on our interpretations of Bible prophecy. We read the Bible and try to figure out what the prophecies mean. At this point in time, few have seen those prophecies fulfilled before their eyes. So our end-time opinions are based solely on interpretation, not confirmation by sight. This is kind of like arguing who is going to win the Super Bowl before it's played. You don't really know. You don't know till the game is played. Yeah, the odds might be this or that. But when the game's played, then you know what the truth was. And those interpretations that we have of Bible prophecy can be wrong. There are five different rapture positions. No rapture, pre-trib, mid-trib, pre-wrath, post-trib. Dozens of opinions on who the Antichrist is, etc. During my life, I've changed my opinion on the rapture two times. I changed my opinion on who Mr. Babylon is three times. As I saw prophecies in different light the longer I studied. Yet only one rapture position can be right. One person can be the Antichrist. There's only one Mystery Babylon, etc. Everyone else is currently wrong. But the days are coming when we can confirm our theories by sight, as all the hundreds of end-time prophecies are going to begin to be fulfilled. Jesus said, when you see these things. And... For some of us, we are going to see those things. The question is, will you change your opinion of prophecy based on what you see? All of us have become so accustomed to debating what will happen based on our interpretations. When these things that are prophesied actually start to happen, will we even recognize the prophecies when we see them? Because, we were looking for someone or something else. As a personal example, in a recent video, I discussed why I thought Prince Charles, now King Charles, won't be the Antichrist. However, I ended that video by saying, if Charles someday sits in a newly rebuilt temple of God and proclaims himself God, as per 2 Thessalonians 2.4, I will change my opinion. I think that event, The abomination of desolation determines who the Antichrist will be. Whoever it is that sits on the Temple Mount and declares themselves God is the Antichrist, period. Even if it's someone that you don't think matches the criteria because you and I can be wrong. Who signs a treaty doesn't matter. A bunch of people could or will sign a treaty. It's who sits in the Temple and only one person The Antichrist is going to do that. So being willing to change your mind about a theory you currently hold is humility. Holding on to a theory, grasping it, even when you see something to the contrary, is pride. And pride goes before destruction. Pride is dangerous. And I'm concerned because when I look at the prophetic community today, all I see are arguments about who is right and wrong. Christians dividing into tribes that war against each other. The pre-trip versus the post-trip tribe. The Roman Antichrist versus the Muslim Antichrist tribes. But that is not how the Bible is written. It is written as a series of signs that we are meant to see. And then we can know what is true. Other than that, it's all speculation. I am worried that many in the prophetic community are so in. Entrenched in their theories and their tribes, that they forget that these are only theories, not facts. And this type of pride is dangerous, very dangerous, because it can make someone ignore the very warning signs given in the Bible, the very things that God gave us to prepare us for the end times. What I'd like to share with you today in this video is a poll that was conducted online by a member of our community. Don Estes. Really good guy. So, a quick shout out to him. I thought it was a very interesting question asking, if you saw this event happen, would it make you change your mind about the timing of the rapture? Now, please understand right up front, this discussion today doesn't have anything to do with what rapture theory is correct. It has nothing to do with Bible proofs about who is right or wrong. The church is split about 50-50 on rapture theory, so no matter who is right, the other half is wrong. That is what concerns me and Don. What happens to the 50% that are wrong? Hopefully, we realize our error before it's too late. We should all think ahead about what kind of prophesied event, if we saw it, but tell us that we were wrong, just as I did earlier with the King Charles discussion. For instance, if you are a pre-wrath believer, you should be prepared to meet your maker any day, be that via rapture or be that via your own demise. So if you heard the trumpet of God and began to ascend into the air to see Jesus, you would know right off the bat that you were mistaken about rapture timing, happily mistaken as you ascended to see your Lord, knowing you had lived your life in such a way that you would hear God say, well done, good and faithful servant, because you were ready every day to meet your maker in the same way. If you were a post-trib rapture believer and Jesus appeared in the clouds before a single trumpet or bull judgment, you would know you were mistaken. Again, very happily mistaken. But what if you're a pre-trib rapture believer? What event happening might make you change your mind about rapture timing? What would make you think that you'd have to endure the tribulation? There are a plethora of possibilities. If we see anything that is prophesied during the tribulation period happening, this should tip us off that our original position was mistaken. But remember, this video isn't about what you or I think the Bible says about this issue. We all have an opinion, but when we're confronted with a prophetic event that shows us our view was wrong, would we then change our mind? This is a very important question. It's more important than an academic exercise for our churches because by definition, facing the Antichrist is going to require preparation. Jesus said you also be ready because the Son of Man is coming at a time you don't expect. Matthew 24, 44. We have to be ready for any and all contingencies because what's going to happen is something we aren't going to expect as per Jesus? Let's take a brief moment to glance at what Don's Facebook community thought about this issue. Then we'll discuss the answers in depth and what would happen in each instance. Interesting data, isn't it? Okay, before we discuss the individual points of view in the survey, let's talk about the idea of preparation in general. Think about King David, and how he prepared to fight the giant Goliath. He didn't realize he was preparing, but he was. David was a shepherd, and every day he took his shepherd slingshot out with him when he took out his sheep. I'm sure he spent hours and hours slinging stones at targets till he was pretty good with a slingshot. <laughs> I mean, a shepherd is probably a pretty boring job most of the time. But then one day, David encountered a lion, and he killed it. Another day, he encountered a bear and he killed it also. So on the day he fought Goliath, he didn't expect to fight a giant. He was taking bread to his brothers, but he was ready. He heard the giant taunting the Israelites and knew he could take him down with God's help. David told King Saul, your servant has struck down both lions and bears and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be like one of them, for he has defied the armies of a living God, 1 Samuel 17, 36. Practice makes perfect. David wasn't expecting to face a giant that day or any day. I mean, it probably never entered his mind he would fight a giant. But he was ready by living his life in such a way that he was prepared to do it. Jesus spoke a similar parable at the end of the Sermon on the Mount. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock and the rains fell and the floods came. and The winds blew and beat on the house. Hmm, sounds like a pretty big storm, maybe even a tribulation type storm, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. Matthew 7, through 26. Notice, Another reference, though, to practicing a lifestyle of being ready. He who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice. And you know what happened to the foolish builder, don't you? The one who didn't practice. Practice is the essence of preparing for the last days. Practicing for tougher times to come. The storms of the end times are just like weather storms. They come up out of nowhere, unexpected, and require applying what we've already practiced. Now, this brings us to Don's poll. The risk, of course, is that if you're mistaken, and you don't realize it's too late, that you're going to face something difficult like the Antichrist, that you won't have time to prepare. What if David faced the giant without years of slingshot practice? That's the type of hypothetical situation that this survey is about. My suggestion is that you prepare regardless of your opinion because that's the safest route. Just prepare. If you're correct, no harm has been done. If you're wrong, hey, you've been ready. You've practiced. Okay, let's look at the responses. Don asked specifically about a pre-tribulation rapture. But he could have asked any end time question. He could have asked about the Antichrist, Mr. Babylon, etc. So the question was, would seeing this event make you realize you were wrong about the pre-tribulation rapture? The idea is if you see this event, whatever that event might be, would it be proof to you that the world was in the tribulation and that the rapture was not pre-trib? Interestingly, the the poll had seven possible responses, but four on the board, in my opinion, are likely to happen before the tribulation. So they aren't really a sign that there isn't a pre-trib rapture since, like I said, they seem to be pre-trib events. But maybe these respondents who voted for these responses are thinking like me and saying, but this is the point where they start mentally, emotionally, and physically getting ready. If so, that's good. Now, these four things were, Israel says they have a Messiah. Well, many rabbis in Israel are already saying he's on the ground. So this has already happened, and we're not in the tribulation, in my opinion. Number two, Christians begin to be martyred. Well, Christians have been martyred for 2,000 years, and last year was the most severe year of Christian persecution in the history of the world. So this is happening as well. Number three, that the twice-daily sacrifices begin on the Temple Mount. This certainly puts us a lot closer, but this technically could happen prior to the Tribulation as well. And number four, the rebuilding of the Third Temple. Again, this could be in the Tribulation or before. It really isn't a marker. And there were a lot of people who voted for these things. Then we come to the two events that are definitely going to happen during the tribulation period. The abomination of desolation that happens at the midpoint and also an angel saying not to take the mark of the beast and that will occur after the sixth seal. So we're talking about events well into the 70th week of Daniel here. And as we just said, immediately after one of them, the abomination of desolation, the great tribulation is about to begin. Could you be ready for the great tribulation without preparing? Hmm, interesting question. This may be what Jesus is describing in the parable of the 10 virgins, where all the virgins are asleep, all of them wise and foolish, but a shout goes out that the bridegroom is returning. This would be an event that would wake up every Christian, I would assume. That might be something like the abomination of desolation that would definitely be a worldwide event and probably wake up everyone that's a believer that we're in the tribulation. But as Jesus explains in the parable, those who have oil, who are ready, who are prepared by having a tight relationship with Jesus and the Holy Spirit, they're the ones who are saved and go into the wedding feast the foolish virgins, just like the foolish builders are crushed by the storm. So the abomination of desolation appears to be too late to be able to prepare, way too late. You're either ready or not before that event. And this is true whether you're a pre-trib believer or a post-trib believer. You can know intellectually in your mind or think that you're going to see the tribulation, But that doesn't mean you're going to be ready for it. It doesn't mean you have that kind of tight relationship with Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Or that you've prepared emotionally, physically, and mentally for what's going to come. There is a final seventh poll result. And in my opinion, it's tragic. 7% of all the respondents said they would never change their mind. How could anyone say this? Obviously, their minds are not open to God doing something different than what they would interpret the Bible to mean. (laughs) I'm stunned by this. This is just a very dangerous, prideful position to take. The safe position, as we said, is to hedge your bets. Prepare as if either option could be right. Hope for the best, prepare for the worst. Hope we're out of here before persecution, but prepare yourself as if you will face the brunt of it. We're not talking about changing your mind about when the rapture will be. We're just saying prepare both ways. This is Bible teacher Nelson Walters. The majority of our teaching, 500 plus videos, can be found on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Nelson Walters. And until the next time, blessings. Thanks for listening to Bible Prophecy Daily. We hope you learned something valuable today. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss an episode.